0: She is National's Animal Welfare spokesperson. Her name is Nicola Grigg and she's done a lot of work around live export, which is now almost officially banned. Nicola, one of the things you guys and the Nats want to do is bring it back. Are you swimming against the tide?
1: No, I don't think so, Jamie. I mean, I understand that that it is quite a confronting issue for a lot of people, but I think what they're thinking of and in their mind's eye is the really bad operators and the really bad imagery that we have seen over the years. But there's a, a, re- a really big role for the National Party to play and I would say the export sector to play in educating the public as to what exactly can be achieved. And, you know, I, I went up and got on, on a ship leaving Napier just recently. It was a custom business ship, purpose built for the transfer of animals by sea. And I was just so impressed with it. And I kept thinking if the rest of New Zealand could see this, I think they'd understand why we do need to continue this trade. We need to continue this trade because it's worth a half a billion dollars to New Zealand and we need to continue this trade because it helps feed countries with emerging populations that are desperate for our clean, healthy protein and, you know, milk solids and meat solids and all that kind of thing, and and without New Zealand continuing in this trade with some pretty strict rules in place, then those bad operators that I mentioned just earlier, they're going to be the ones to fill the gap, and I'd say your net effect on animal welfare globally is severely declined.
0: Would this be an issue at all if it wasn't for the sinking of the Gulf livestock ship in 2020?
1: Oh, look, I think people have been concerned about it over the years. Um, The Gulf livestock was a terrible ship. It had a history of of engine failure and engine problems. Um, Nobody can understand why the ship's captain decided to drive into a typhoon that night when there was plenty of other ships at sea that had decided to find safe harbour. Um, but that, that's slightly like beside the point. But it is an example of, of the kinds of ships that, that we would eradicate out of our system. And we would only allow for these custom-built ships to land and, and to continue the trade that way with some, you know, we will regulate for and legislate for gold standards in place. They're not just about the, the ships' um, um, air conditioning and water and feed systems and bedding systems and flooring and those kinds of things. It's also about exporters. Certification and I think importantly, importer certification is a real is a key aspect of this policy for us to ensure that um, New Zealanders are, are comfortable and happy with the destination farms that our animals end up on.
0: Why have you not been on a slow boat to China and had a look at some of those dairy farming operations where these live exports go to?
1: Look, I simply haven't had time. I've had an offer. I discussed it with our team, but just being election year and all that, it is a three week, you know, three weeks for me to be out of the electorate. I have, however, um, committed that if I were, if we are to form a government and if I were to be the minister for animal welfare, then I certainly will go up into market and have a look at it for myself. I've seen loads and loads of imagery and loads and loads of video footage of, of animals um, landing in great big grassy prairies in the northern parts of China. And to me, they look like they're about to lead a very, very happy life. But obviously, I can't, um, you know, say that with hand on heart until I've been up there myself, and I have every intention of doing that.
0: Do you think the government has been guilty of ignoring the evidence and advice from the likes of cattle breeders, vets and export industry experts?
1: Yes, I do. And I don't say that just to be political, but it really annoyed me when our primary production select committee carried out the um, inquiry into this. And when Damien O'Connor first introduced the bill, the animal welfare amendment bill that would cancel um, this trade, the very first page of the departmental report back to the select committee said this report will give effect to the cabinet decision. So, I mean, what a waste of time for those thousands of submitters who, who submitted, and what a waste of time for all those people who took the time to fly to Wellington and give the expert evidence, and people that wrote in, and people that Zoomed in, and all those kinds of things. It was a foregone conclusion based on the sinking of one ship, and nobody was prepared, nobody in the government, was prepared to listen to the evidence of what actually occurs in the industry, and more importantly, what can be achieved with the right regulation. Because bearing in mind... MPI hasn't actually had um, legislative uh, frameworks to work to. They've only ever had guidelines, as have the operators, and therefore things have gone wrong.
0: Hey, finally, you're also National Spokesperson for Rural Communities, and you've mentioned the number half a billion. You're saying the projected economic loss caused by such a ban has been grossly underestimated.
1: Yeah, and the reason I say that is the number we were given in the select committee was around 261 million, but that's just based on um, direct sales. It doesn't take into account um, the the truckies, the vets, the stock agents, the farmers, the you know, all the wider industry. Um, other than just the direct sales from on-farm and and that number, the half a billion number I'm quoting is from an infometric survey that the um, Live Exports New Zealand guys carried out just to get a real handle on exactly what the situation looked like.
0: Well in these trying economic times Nicola Grigg I would have thought half a billion dollars would be uh, rather difficult to walk away from but I'm not running the government maybe you might be later on in the year thanks for some of your time.
1: No worries Jamie, thanks for the opportunity.